Welcome to Blitzcast, an NFL Draft podcast brought to you by NFLDraftBlitz.com. And now, your hosts, Alex Kavtov and Ed Hunt. Welcome to Blitzcast number 105. It's a big show, folks. It's prediction time. Obviously, we're getting closer to the NFL Draft. We're taping the show this Sunday before the NFL Draft, and Ed and I decided to put a little show together that we always do every year. We make predictions on who the best players are, who the most overrated players are at each position, and who we believe are the most underrated prospects in this draft. And then later on, we'll answer some burning questions that everybody wants to know. We're going to stick our neck on the line and Obviously, this show is is taped. It's not going to go anywhere. The podcast is going to stay. And this is one of my favorite shows, Ed, because you can't run and hide. I mean, once you put it down on tape, once you you have it in the podcast, everybody knows whether you're you're right or wrong. Yeah, I mean, this is what I like about this podcast is that uh, you know we we go through like the whole draft process and we've you know we've scouted all these players and we've we've come up with it and now now I mean. Now it's kind of the culmination of pretty much all the work we've done. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, Ed and I have done a lot of hard work throughout the year, and this is it. In a couple of days, Ed and I will run through our mock draft, the first round. We'll make our predictions for each team and, and see how right we are there. But let's get to the predictions, Ed. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Obviously, it's, it's a hot position, and everybody wants to know where these quarterbacks at the top are going to go. But we're going to start with the question, Ed, who is your best quarterback in this draft? Well, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. Um, you know, this guy's got a pinpoint accurate pass, and uh, I, think, I think that'll serve him well. I mean, he was just a winner at LSU. I mean, that was, that was really what it was. I mean, he in big games, he dominated – um, you know, he carried that team. He's got that it factor. So um, there's there's some good quarterbacks in this draft, but I think Joe Burrow is my guy. Yeah, Joe Burrow is also my guy. I think he's everybody's guy, to be honest with you. It's, it's interesting how before the season, this guy was a day three prospect at best. He came out of nowhere and put together one of the best seasons in college football. It was incredible. And obviously he won the national championship he didn't have a bad game, Ed. And just his pocket presence, his feel to, to slide and, and step up and still make those throws. He's got great ball placement. I don't think we're exaggerating, but the Bengals will be lucky to have this guy at number one. This guy has a chance to, to turn that franchise around, which hasn't been good for, for a while. Let's go with the most overrated quarterback who is it Ed? you know i got this kid uh jacob Eason. i've seen him i've seen him mocked sometimes in the first round you know second round guy but i mean the guy just really like misses the mark in accuracy i mean he can be he can be really accurate and i think some people will see the potential there but i mean he he can be really wildly inaccurate and i just i just i'm very cautionary with these quarterbacks who are wildly inaccurate yeah, I also will second that. Uh, Jacob Eason, the quarterback from Washington, started his career at Georgia. He was a starter there as a freshman, transferred to Washington, won a starting job, started for two years, but I just don't see it right now. He is a project. I think somebody is going to draft him on day two just because of that size, that arm strength. He's not a statue back there, but he, he's got to improve against the rush. When the blitz is coming... He just, he has happy feet and he struggles with his accuracy, uh, a huge deal, uh, especially against the, against the blitz in those situations. That's something he's got to improve on. All right, let's go with the most underrated quarterback, Ed. Well, I think this it? will surprise some people, but I really like this kid, Tyler Huntley from Utah. Um, I've just seen him fat passes into tight windows. I think he's good pocket mobility. <clears throat> I think he's a dual threat quarterback and... I think that's becoming more popular now. Well, Tyler Huntley definitely improved during his senior year. His his junior tape and, and senior film are the night and day. He looked like a different prospect there. I was at the East-West Shrine game. My most underrated guy, I'll go with Jake Fromm. Look, 
for some people, there was a love affair with Jake Fromm in the beginning. I have to put myself in that category. Obviously, that has cooled off. But I still see him as a third-round pick. And I just feel like all the things that he brings off the field, I mean, this guy's a leader. This guy's an alpha dog. This guy's got great character. He's a hard worker. I would love to have him on my team as a backup for the next 10 to 12 years. I'm not sure he's ever going to be a starter, but if you can be like a Colt McCoy or a Case Keenum in this league, you're going to be all right. You're going to stick around. I just think Jake Fromm is one of those quarterbacks. I don't think he'll ever become a starter, but again, I would love to have this guy in my quarterback room. So Jake Fromm, people are just down on him right now because he doesn't have those physical tools. But look, he's still accurate. He still makes good decisions. He's still a leader out there, and he started for three years at Georgia in the SEC, almost 40 games. I just I have to take that under consideration. Many people are down on him, and, and that's why he is in my most underrated category. All right, so now we'll go on to running backs. Um, you know, this is always a fun position to watch. I mean, you know, it's not as highly valued as it used to be, but, I mean, <clears throat> these are guys carrying the ball, and they're going to hear their name called, so... Um, I'm going to ask you, Alex, what was your number one overall best running back in this class? Yeah, I'm going to go with Ohio State running back J.K. Dobbins. I just think he's the most complete running back in this class as far as running, pass catching, and pass blocking. It's really important in today's game. You have to pass block and you have to be a, a good pass catcher out of the backfield if you want to sniff the field. So he had an incredible junior season after a down sophomore year he carried that ohio state offense in my opinion a lot of the times and jk dobbins to me is is the most complete back and that's why i put him number one yeah the guy i have is uh jonathan taylor i just i just think he's too good of a running back to pass up i mean his production was there and i know some people worry about you know how, how he's carried the ball too many times but you know what when he when he has had the ball he's the best running back in the country and I mean, I mean, college running back in the country. Um, so let's go on to our most overrated. Um, who's your most overrated, Alex? I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift from Georgia. And this pains me a little bit because I had Swift as my number one running back a couple of months ago. But the thing is, when I went back and, and watched the film, I just felt like I see so much potential, but the guy just never delivers what I expect them to, to be. Uh, it looks like, I mean, he's got, he's got the acceleration. He's got the speed. You know, he's got a thick lower body. Even for a small guy, he catches the ball really well. But he always leaves you wanting more. And I ask myself this question. Do I believe he's going to be like the next Ray Rice? And I, the, the, my answer was no. And I just feel like he's going to be a part-time back. He's going to be that third down running back. He's going to help you. But I just don't see enough value. I don't think he's going to become an Alvin Kamara type of player. And that's the reason why I put DeAndre Swift in the overrated category. Because many people, including myself, see him as a second-round pick. But that's just too rich for me, for a guy that, that's going to get like 10 or 15 touches touches a game. Okay, so we got our kind of first surprise there. I was a little bit surprised with uh, you picking DeAndre Swift. But uh, I'm going to go with my guy, um, not a lesser-known guy, uh, guy from Maryland. He was a starter. I, I like his backup, actually, but I'm not a fan of the starter. He got hurt last this year. Um, Anthony McFarlane. Um, you know, just average burst, average vision, balance needs some work, needs to make tacklers miss better. I just... <clears throat> I'm just not as impressed with him as a runner. Um, you know, he isn't a guy who's going to go high, but I, I just I don't think he's going to have a very good NFL career. So we'll go to our underrateds. Um, Alex, who's your who's your most underrated for the running backs? I'm going to go with another undersized running back. Um, I'm going to go with the LSU guy. I'm going to go with Clyde edwards Elair. I just think this guy's got great balance. He's great pass catcher out of the backfield he's good pass blocker this guy just refuses to go down for a guy who's about five seven and this guy always pushes the file and i love that about him just one of the hardest workers on the lsu team i realized that burrow and all those wide receivers got the credit but clyde edwards elayer was the x factor there especially in the second half of the year and i just think that 
he is gonna be that Alvin Kamara type of player. Doesn't have great speed. He's more quick than fast. But I just love what Edward Zelayer brings to to the table. He's what I want DeAndre Swift to be. So uh, Clyde Edward Zelayer is my guy. You know, I, uh, I I remember you know watching a lot of LSU this year because they just seem to always be playing in big games and. I just heard this name called over and over again, and when I watched the tape on him, I was impressed. So um, he's not he's not on my list, but um, he's not on my he's not on my superlatives. But he's definitely you know one of my top five or six running backs. Um, my guy is uh, James Robinson from Illinois State. Has great tape for Illinois State tape. Um, what I kind of think is cool about his game is that he actually knows how to kind of change speeds effectively. And I think what it is is it's almost like a changeup, and I've seen it with some guys in the NFL, like a Le'Veon Bell has done it. But you know, if he could do that at the NFL level, I mean, he could be a dangerous runner. All right, let's go to the wide receivers. Ed, obviously, uh, who is your number one wide receiver on the board? Who is your best guy? You know, I'm gonna stick with old friend Jerry Judy. Um, I just I, I like I like his moves as a route runner. I think he's a deep threat. Um, you know, you can move him around, good hands. Um, I think I think he was really tough to cover. Um, sure, it helped to be on Alabama's offense, but um, you know this guy had an overwhelmingly good year, and he's got all the size and all the tools to be a good running, a good wide receiver in this league. All right, my number one wide receiver is C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. Just great ball skills, yards after the catch. He's so elusive. He's almost like a running back out there with great vision. He is a good route runner, and I think he can improve in that department as well because he's so quick and just he he just he you know a lot of people say that big 12 doesn't have great corners but when he stepped up against bigger teams tougher competition he always delivered now i just feel like cd lamb improved every year that he was at oklahoma i think he's a great player and and then my number one guy in this draft how about the most overrated wide receiver it's a deep class ed but there are always going to be a few guys that are overdrafted. So who is your uh, most overrated wide receiver? You know, I wasn't draft? as impressed with Gabriel Davis from uh, UCF. I know other. I know you liked him, but um, you know, I just I, I see him get jammed at the line of scrimmage, and that that concerns me. I don't think he's a big blocker. Um, I I just I, I don't know. I kind of saw like a lack of intensity to catch. You know, to move to the ball and catch it. Um, Gabriel Davis is a player I'm concerned about in the NFL. I'm going to go on record and say that I like Gabriel Davis, and I feel comfortable with him in the top 100. I would pick him up on my team as a number two wide receiver. My most overrated guy is Denzel Mims. You and I saw him at the Senior Bowl. He was one of the big winners, Ed. And I was just like, I think everybody was salivating over him like, Denzel Mims, he's going to sneak into the first round. And he will, by the way. He's going to be in the first round. But the thing is, and then at the Combine, he blew up, showed that he's an athlete that track guy but I see inconsistent hands on film I see an underdeveloped route runner he's got a limited route tree I thought he disappeared in some big games I thought he was at his best against weaker competition I just question him as as this player that he's supposed to be because of all the his postseason accolades but when you turn on the film you see an inconsistent player so I just I don't see it with Denzel Mims how about the most underrated wide receiver for you? You know, I like this kid, Michael Pittman from uh, USC. I know he's getting some traction with some other people, but, uh, you know, what I like about him is his route running. I think he gets off the line of scrimmage well. You know, I think he can high point the ball. He's a tall receiver. Um, this guy this guy is probably not going to go first or second round, but I think he's going to be a good receiver in the league. I think he is going to go in the second round, Ed. I just, and by the way, he is my most underrated guy as well. There are a lot of them in this draft. I wanted to mention like three or four of them. But when I sat down and thought about it, I was like, who's the most underrated wide receiver that's kind of flying under the radar? Uh, who's not considered a first round pick? And Michael Pittman Jr. from USC is the first name that popped up to, uh, at me. Size, physicality, great hands. He's a good route runner. People question his speed. He still ran a 4-5-2 at the combine. So he's got some some wheels for a 6'4 wide receiver. And this guy tracks the ball well over his shoulder. I think Michael Pittman is going to be a steal on day two for, for some team. All right, now we'll go on to the tight ends, you know, the big boys in the middle. Um, so, Alex, who's your number one tight end in the draft? 
I, I have a feeling that my number one tight end is going to be your most overrated guy, but we'll get to that. I'm going to go with Adam Troutman uh, from Dayton. He is my best tight end in this draft. Um, he's got a basketball background. He was a former quarterback in high school. He's a guy that got better every year. And as a senior, he just exploded. He's a good red zone target. He catches the ball well. He can high point the ball. And I thought at the senior bowl against the big boys, he really proved himself and, and played really well. Had himself a really good week. And, and that makes me think that Adam Troutman is going to be able to translate to, to the NFL. Yeah, um, you know, the guy I had number one is uh, Harrison Bryant. Uh, you know, he's a guy who I think he was good yards after the catch. Um, good blocker, can pass catch. Um, just Kind of can do both, um, you know. Maybe didn't come from the biggest conference, but you know this is kind of a weaker Ted in class, and so I think Harrison Bryant's my number one. I will say, I mean, just to give you a preview, I mean, while we're on the topic of Adam Troutman, is that the reason I didn't put him as my most overrated, and I won't say yet who my most overrated is, is I really like Adam Troutman's blocking, and that's why I didn't put him as okay. my most overrated. But uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's move on to. Um, yeah, who's first of all, who's your most overrated? I'm going to go with the Missouri tight end, Albert Agbunam. Uh, Albert O, the big Albert O. He ran a 4.49 at the combine. I just don't see that speed on film. He's had durability concerns. He's played in a lot of games at Missouri, but I felt like his best season might have been as a freshman in college. And it seems like every year he regressed. He's not a good route runner. I don't see the blocking from him. I think that's a weak point. He's got a great frame and he's got very good speed and short. But I just don't see a tight end that's going to be able to give you what he needs. And I think he's going to get overdrafted by some team, especially in this draft where teams don't have those visits with players and they, they haven't seen most of these players at their pro days. Uh, they haven't had the chance to talk to as many of these guys. And I just think Albert O is, is the most overrated tight end in this draft. Yeah, my, my guy is Mitchell Wilcox. And uh, I guess the number one reason is, is I, I remember watching him in the combine drills and he just he didn't look very good. I just feel like he was dropping balls and he's just messing things up. And, um, you know, I, I you know when I turned on the tape, I wasn't as impressed as well. Um you know, I just don't see I don't see a guy winning 50-50 balls. Um, you know, I mean, good luck to him, but I, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not really impressed with Mitchell Wilcox from South Florida. So we'll go on to most underrated uh, tight end. Um, who's your guy? I'm gonna go with UCLA tight end uh, Devin Asiasi. Uh, he had only one year of production at UCLA before he declared for the NFL draft. He's a Michigan transfer, but I think this guy has good movement skills. He's got good hands. He can exploit zone coverage. And I see a guy that, that works his tail off as a blocker. Doesn't have that, that technical side yet, but he just, he works his behind. I, I remember him blocking Bradley and I on the edge consistently. Uh, it seems like every snap that they went up against, Devin Asiasi was able to handle him. And that's pretty impressive for a tight end. So I just think he has a lot of potential there. Devin Asiasi is, is my most underrated tight end in this draft. My guy is uh, Cheyenne O'Grady, um, tight end from Arkansas. I know I know he's got some off-the-field issues, but on the field, you know, decent blocker, ran some pretty decent routes. I think what was good about him is he gets separation with speed, and I think he's a good athlete. Um, and he has decent hands, so I think this is this is a decent receiving tight end that you probably get in the later rounds. So I'm gonna go with Cheyenne O'Grady, tight end from Arkansas, as my most underrated. All right, we're gonna move on to offensive tackles, and obviously, plenty of offensive tackles are gonna go in the first round. We talked about it a couple of days ago on our show when we uh, previewed the offensive linemen in general. So. Who is your number one offensive tackle in this draft? I like this kid, Jedrick Wills from uh, uh, Alabama. Uh, I know he's the right tackle, but I think he's he's shown an all-around game, good pass blocker, good run blocker, and a good punch. Um, so I, I, I'm going to say Jedrick Wills. I know he was the right tackle. He wasn't the left tackle, but um, I think he's the best. I think he's the best guy when it all is said and done. My most, uh, my best offensive tackle in this draft is no surprise. 
uh, Georgia left tackle, Andrew Thomas. I just think he's the best pass blocker in this draft. He's got the frame. He's got the long arms. He's got the athleticism, the quick feet, and just a guy that, that knows what he's doing out there. He's got good football IQ. He's got very good awareness and, and blitz pickups and picking up those stunts off the edge. I just think he is he's gonna he's gonna play and, and be a Pro Bowl player in this league. Might prove to be the, the best offensive tackle in this in this deep class. How about your most underrated offensive tackle on the board? Okay, well if we're going for most underrated, um I'm gonna say Jack Driscoll, um offensive tackle from Auburn. Uh good kick slide, good pass blocker, has some nasty to his game. I think he's I think he's you know he's the right tackle at Auburn. I think he's a little underrated just because he wasn't the left tackle, but I think he's going to have a good career as a pro. I'm going to go as my most underrated offensive tackle. I'm going to go with your guy Matt Pert uh, from UConn. A very good run blocker, huge frame, long arms. He's a pretty good athlete actually. He just creates great movement at the point of attack. I just feel like he has to improve as a pass blocker a little bit, but I love the move from offensive guard to right tackle. I think that's where he's going to play. How about your most overrated offensive tackle in the draft? I'm going to say uh, Lucas Nyang um, from uh, TCU. Um, you know, has some injuries, and I think some people are thinking that he has the upside, but um, I think he needs better feet as a pass blocker, and feet are really important to me. Uh, my guy is the Louisville offensive tackle, Mikai Becton. Look, this guy's a good run blocker, but this is this is a passing league, and he struggles in pass protection. Uh, he's huge. He is just a huge boy. He's like six seven, you know, three hundred and sixty pounds. He's got long arms out there, and he he jolts defenders back with that initial hand punch. But he's got to improve at as far as technically, as far as hand placement as far as sustaining his blocks and just you know keeping his body bending at at the at the knees I, I think those are the things plus he he failed a drug test out there at the combine it's not a good thing for him he's been projected as a top 10 pick it's just too rich for me I think he's too raw as a pass blocker um Let's go on, Ed. All right. Um, I think I think we're now we're gonna get to the interior guys. We're gonna go guards. Um, you know who my who's your best uh, interior guard? I'm gonna go with Robert Hunt from Louisiana. Uh, this guy played guard, but he played right tackle uh, the last couple of years there. I just I love his tenacity. I love his intensity. He wants to kill you on every play. He finishes those finishes those blocks. He's got great strength, and he's got good movement skills. He's got very quick feet. He's a good athlete. Now, I just think we haven't seen Robert Hunt at the Senior Bowl, at the Combine. I think he's going to take, he's going to go down a little bit. But this guy is a day two pick to me, and I put him at offensive guard, decided to make that switch, and uh, he's my, my number one guy. I'm going to go with a guy who you have as a tackle. Um, I'm going to go with Matt Pert. I like him I like him in a phone booth. I love his run blocking. I think he has good character. He moves really well. I think you put him in a phone booth, and I think he becomes a great guard in the NFL. Um, let's go on to um, most, most overrated. Who's your most overrated guard? Yeah, I'm going to go with Jonah Jackson, who you like from Ohio State. Look, he's a good run blocker, but again, I have problems with him in terms of his pass protection. I question his feet. I question his technique. He's bending at the waist a lot of the times. He obviously wins that leverage game in college. He's not going to be able to do that in the NFL. Not the most technically sound guy at the offensive line. In the NFL, you have to win with technique. You can't just win with strength and power, which you've been able to do in college. In my opinion, it's Jonah Jackson. I'm going to go with uh, Solomon Kinley, um, offensive guard from Georgia. Um, you know, I just, I just, I don't see, I don't see his the feet. I don't see the physicality. Um, I, I just, I, I think he's, I, I think he needs to be more powerful as a run blocker. So, I'm going to say Solomon Kinley, offensive guard from Georgia, most overrated. Um, and then we'll go on to most underrated guard. I'm going to go with Cameron Clark. Um, he played left tackle at Charlotte. 
I move him to guard. I, I think he's got he's got the size. He's got long arms. He's got good movement skills, quick feet, and I believe you know he's going to be able to make that move to offensive guard. It's hard to get around him. When once he locks on and sustains those blocks, he's able to uh, move people or pancake them. I just think Cameron Clark is one of the most underrated players in general in this draft that a lot of people are sleeping. I'm going to go with Ben Bredesen from uh, Michigan. Um, I think he's a tenacious run blocker, good pass blocker, um, has pretty good technique, and I think he pulls really well. I think he's a good all-around guard. So I'm going to go with Ben Bredesen as my most underrated guard. Um, Well, who who is your number one center? Ed, who is your best center in this? Well, I think it's going to kind of surprise some people a little bit. Um, I actually have Lloyd Cushenberry, um, the guy from LSU. Um, You know, I think he's a little underrated. I think he's a good pass blocker, has good strength, um, you know, good run blocker, moves well, um, good technique. So I'm going to go with Lloyd Cushenberry III as my best center in this draft. My number one center in this draft is Cesar Ruiz uh, from Michigan. I love those Michigan offensive linemen, but this guy is really good as a pass blocker. He's got quick feet. He's tenacious, and I just I love him from a technical standpoint. He's a good knee bender. You know, he has good hand placement out there. So I like Ruiz. I think he's going to be the first interior offensive lineman drafted in this in this draft. How about your most overrated center? I'm going to go with Keith Ishmael from uh, San Diego State. Um, I, I guess I guess I, I just I don't see him squaring as well on the blocker, you know, as a blocker. Um, I think also as a pass blocker, I think he's kind of below average. So I'm going to go with Keith Ishmael from San Diego State. I'm going to go with Nick Harris from Washington. Look, I love him just being so technically sound, Ed. I do realize that. But I just don't think he's going to be able to handle those big defensive tackles. He's not the biggest guy. He's not the strongest guy. He's going to get pushed in in pass protection. He's going to get pushed back. He struggles with his anchor. And I just think that he's limited in, in that regard. In college, he was able to, to hang with players. But when he's going to face those big defensive tackles that are about 310, 320 pounds, he's going to struggle with power. And... Uh, that that's the reason why I have Nick Harris as my most overrated center in this draft. How about the most underrated guy, Ed? My most underrated guy is Tyler Biedas, um, center from Wisconsin. Um, you know, I just I, I think he's a very good run blocker. Um, I think he just the way he moves defenders. You know, just the way he he overpowers the man he's matching up against. I think I think that's really something to be proud of. Um, you know, Washington, Wisconsin has a good tradition of uh, offensive linemen, so I'm going to go with Tyler Biedas to have a good career in the NFL. Who's you? My most underrated center is uh, Matt Hennessy from Temple. I just think this guy is... I, I saw a great improvement from him from 2018 to 2019. A very physical guy. You know, he's an all-around blocker. Uh, has to clean up a few things out there, but I'm a big fan of uh, Matt Hennessy out of Temple. All right, so now we go to the defensive side of the ball. Um, so who is your who is your uh, best defensive end in this draft? I don't think it's any surprise. It, it's Chase Young from Ohio State. He's got the total package, and he deserves to be a top top two pick in this draft. If it wasn't for Joe Burrow, I mean, we would be talking about Chase Young as as the number one player in this draft. Obviously, Ohio State defensive ends have had great success in the league recently, and Chase Young is is the next one in line. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chase Young as well, and I don't think I need to explain that any further. I mean, just with the year he had as a senior. So um, I'm going to go with Chase Young as my best defensive end. Who is your most overrated defensive end? Yeah, it's Bradley and I from Utah. I usually root for guys like this, guys that play their tail off on the football field. I mean, he's always chasing plays. He's always working hard. And I think there is room for him on on a football team. But I just I see him as a backup, as a rotational player. I don't think he's going to be a good pass rusher. I, I think he struggles against the run. He's a good hand fighter. I'll give him that. And again... 
but most of his sacks are kind of they come from like coverage sacks this isn't a guy that's that bends the edge well or has that quickness i mean this guy ran a four nine at the combine and you see that on the football field he's he's not the most athletic guy he's not a speedster he's never going to be a double digit guy but I usually root for guys like this, but I had to go with Bradley and I in this category. All right, the guy I'm going to pick as my most overrated is uh, Trayvon Hill from uh, University of Miami. Um, you know, I had to leave Virginia Tech. Um, you know, I asked him at the Senior Bowl, wouldn't tell me why. Um, I, I understand, you know, he doesn't have to tell me that, but, um, you know, it just it just brought some questions in my mind. Um, I also kind of turn on the tape and have some questions with him as a pass rusher. So uh, I'm going to go with Trayvon Hill. Hope I'm wrong. All right. Uh, most um, underrated guy. I'm going to go with James Lynch uh, from Baylor. Some people have him as a defensive tackle. I see him as a five technique just because I think he would fit better in a 3-4 defense. That's what he played at Baylor a little bit. Uh, just I love his hand usage. I like his size. I like the fact that he can take on double teams. He's got some pass rush repertoire moves. This guy exploded in his junior season. He decided to come out. Before that, he wasn't much of a player. I love his motor. I just think this guy reminds me a lot of Max Crosby, a guy that still has to learn the the little ins and outs of the position, but a guy that I think will figure it out in the NFL and will be a big contributor as a third or fourth round pick. How about you, Ed? Who is your most underrated? My guy defensive? is uh, also a guy who could be a 3-4 th- defensive end. It's uh, Travis Gibson uh, from Tulsa. Um, I just I just thought he won a lot of battles, you know, as a, as a defensive lineman. Um, I think he gets off blocks well in run defense, too. Um, so I think he's a relentless pass rusher, a guy who's falling under the radar. Remember the name, Travis Gibson from uh, Tulsa. I love it. You're, go- you're going deep here. I, I love it. All right, let's go with uh, your best defensive tackle in this draft. My uh, number one defensive tackle is, uh, I know you're going to disagree with me, but I got Derek Brown from Auburn. Um, I just, I mean, I just turn on the tape and he's just winning battles. I mean, he's done it. He's done it his whole career. He's been dominant. I think he could have come out last year. Um, You know, guy who can rush from the edge, guy who's got great technique. Um, This guy has first round pick written all over him. So Derek Brown, defensive tackle, Auburn. Yeah, my problem with Derek Brown is when we're talking about a top 10 defensive tackle, I want him to be able to get to the quarterback. I don't want just a good run blocker out there. I mean, those guys I can find on day three. I want a special guy that that can push the pocket and get to the quarterback. That's the reason I'm down on Derek Brown. I just think that he is overhyped in this draft. And I also feel the same way about Javon Kinlaw, by the way. He's got one of the most explosive first steps out there, but I just feel like he disappears a lot of the times on film. I don't see a consistent performer. So I'm down on Derek Brown and Javon Kinlaw in this draft. And that's the reason why I decided to go off the wall a little bit. Who is People are going to ask, Alex, who's your best defensive tackle in this draft? I started digging deep. And I'm going to go with the Texas A&M defensive tackle, Justin Madubuke. I just... This guy plays low to the ground. He's strong. He's got quickness. He can get to the quarterback, and he's a good run block, uh, run blocker as well, run defender. Uh, I just believe that Justin Matobuke, the only thing he has is he doesn't have great size. I mean, he's about 6'2 and a half, 295 pounds, but I see guys dominate like this in the league. He's got everything else that I'm looking in, and so I, I see Justin Matobuke as a top 30 pick in this draft. I'm really high on him, and that's the reason why I put him at number one here. I think he's the most complete defensive tackle in this draft. How about your most overrated defensive tackle? Well, it's funny that you say that. You know, when I saw you rate him number one, I said that I have to put this guy as my most overrated. Um, Not a great open field tackler, not much of a pass rusher, doesn't have the C to do in the run game. Um, You know, it does flash at times, but for me, he's my most overrated, so agree to disagree. Justin Matabuke, most overrated. Absolutely, Ed. All right, my most overrated guy is Jordan Elliott from Missouri. This guy transferred from Texas, and it clicked for him during his junior season. But I just don't see him making consistent enough plays 
on film. He's a good run defender, but he flashes for me. He's too inconsistent in terms of being a dominant defensive tackle. Some people have been pushing him as a first-round prospect. So it's almost like me pushing Justin Matobuke out there into the first round. I, I don't have that same love for Jordan Elliott. Very inconsistent voter. And I just, from game to game, you're not seeing a, a guy that, that can be consistent. I just have question marks. He's going to get overdrafted. How about most underrated defensive tackle on your I'm going to go with a guy not a lot of people are talking about, Josiah Coatney um, from Ole Miss. Um, I think he has good power as a pass rusher, gets penetration in the run game, took double teams well, good motor. Um, I think they asked him to rush from the edge. That wasn't for him. But I think you put him you put him as a nose tackle, maybe you put him as a 4-3 defensive tackle, and I think he'll be a good defensive lineman in the league. All right, my most underrated defensive tackle is Michigan State Raquan Williams. Uh, he had his best year as a senior. This guy's going to get drafted late on day three, but he's a very good run defender. He can take on double teams, and I, I just feel like this guy will give you value, not as a pass rusher, but this guy's going to make your team and could become a starter uh, for for your team. So watch out for Raekwon Williams. All right, we'll go on to outside linebackers. Uh, now we're in kind of the next phase of the defense. Um, who is your number one outside linebacker, Alex Kavtov? It's Isaiah Simmons, and I don't think I have to give my reasons. He's, he's the most versatile linebacker in this draft. Uh, we know it's a passing league, and he's the best coverage linebacker that I've scouted in my lifetime. I just hope he goes to the right team. They'll be able to utilize him in the best way possible. This guy can contribute in a number of different ways. Yeah, I, I, I think Isaiah Simmons is a top 10 pick for the same reasons that you think so. I mean, I just I love him as a, as a, as a, as a coverage guy. And I think he can be an excellent pass rusher in the league. So I'm going to echo that, and I'm going to say Isaiah Simmons is my number one outside linebacker. Um, let's go on to most overrated outside linebacker for Alex Kavtov. I don't think this is a surprise because I've talked about this player before. It's Kalevon Chason from LSU. I just I don't see it. Uh, for a guy that's being talked about as a top 15, top 20 pick, uh, people believe in his upside because he's got the size. He's got a quick first step. Obviously, he's going to go to a 3-4 outside team. He is a project at this time. And I just I don't see the feared pass rusher. He had only six sacks as a redshirt sophomore in his last year. Where You're just betting on upside. And I'm a guy that likes the upside. I like to bet on some prospects that way. But not in the top 10 or top 15 so to me it's chase on getting way too much hype and I, I think he is he could be out of the league in three to five years and uh, that's all i'm saying all right i'm gonna go with a guy from notre dame hate to do it but uh julian aquara um i just i don't know he doesn't get off blocks well doesn't have good instincts against the run um i think as a pass rusher he gets driven up the arc you know, I've I've heard him talked about sort of during the season as a as a first round pick. He's definitely not a first round pick now. And let's go to most underrated outside linebacker. Um, who's your guy? Uh, Daryl Taylor from Tennessee. This guy's going to go on day three, but he's a good edge rusher. Ed. He's a good three four outside linebacker. It's unfortunate we haven't been able to see him because. He's recovering from an injury. We didn't see him at the Senior Bowl. We didn't see him work out at the Combine. But I think this guy could be a gem on day three as a 3-4 outside linebacker. He can get to the quarterback. He can set the edge. He's a strong player. And he's got that quickness uh, that you're looking for in the in the 3-4 outside linebacker. So Taylor is a player that I would take a chance on in the fourth, fifth round. Let's get to... Your guy, Ed. Okay. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, um, I like this kid, Joshua. I think it's Uche uh, from uh, Michigan. Uh, good first step, good speed rusher. You know, just a good pass rusher overall. I think that you put him as a 3-4 outside linebacker. I think he has a good career. Joshua Uche um, from Michigan. So that was outside linebackers. Let's get to inside linebackers. 
Who is your uh, number one guy at that position? Well, I think I think this is going to annoy you a little bit, but uh, I I really like this kid Joe Batchy from uh, Michigan State. Um, I just I what I really liked about him is how he did against Jonathan Taylor. You know, I I mean I I'm not going to ask him to be in coverage, but you know for him to just sit there and key on a on a, a, a running back and stop the run, I like a guy like Joe Batchy in the middle of my defense. I'm going to go with Kenneth Murray. Uh, it's been my guy. I've been hyping him up since the offseason out there. I think he can play multiple positions at linebacker. I do like him as a 3-4 inside linebacker. Could be a good fit for, for a team like the Ravens if if he lasts that long. I see a top 10 player in this draft. I just I love his physicality. I like his instincts. I like his run defense. Uh, I think he can get better in pass coverage. Kenneth Murray has started for three years at Oklahoma and has been it's been the best defensive player on their team the last two years. Uh, who is your most overrated inside linebacker? I'm going to go with TJ Brunson, inside linebacker from South Carolina. Um, I just think he needs to be a better in open field tackler, and uh, I, I want to see a better hustle from him. So TJ Brunson, inside linebacker, uh, South Carolina, most overrated. Who's your guy? I'm going to go with Patrick Queen from LSU. Started for only one year. I like his instincts. But I just I question him whether he has that physicality at the point of attack. Again, I watched his film against a couple of teams, and it's just it bothered me when he had the chance to make the tackle right in front of him, like on a wide receiver or a running back, and he was waiting for a guy, his his teammate, to to do that. So Patrick Queen, I just I, I don't get it. I mean, this guy might be I'm not calling him soft, but I just saw some some strange things on film uh, from Patrick Queen. How about you, Ed? Who's your most underrated guy? Well, uh, I mean, I already mentioned the name. If he's my number one, he has to be my most underrated. So I'm going to go with Joe Batchy again from Michigan State. He's my most underrated inside linebacker. Who's your guy? Interesting. So you doubled down here. You doubled down here. It took the easy road. I right? mean, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm I'm putting my name on the line behind this kid. I mean, this is this is not like a guy who's highly rated or a lot of people are talking about. But I really like his film. I'm going to go with Utah State inside linebacker David Woodward. Uh, this guy's going to be drafted on day three, but I just I like his instincts. I like what he does and against the run and how he gets to the quarterback. He's able to get skinny on those blitzes and uh, cause pressure on the quarterback as well. I, I think that would serve him well. He's not only a good run defender, but he's a good blitzer as well. And he made a lot of plays for that. Utah State defense uh, before he went down with an injury after seven games this year. So I, I like David Woodward. Okay, well, I think we're on to uh, defensive backs, and let's go with our best corner. Mine is uh, Jeffrey Okuda, uh, cornerback from Ohio State. Um, you know, just really does well staying in phase and coverage, tackles the catch well, good awareness in zone. Um, this is the most complete corner, and I think he had great senior tape. So I'm going to go with Jeffrey Okuda. Who's your number Jeez, one? People are drinking the Kool-Aid on uh, Jeffrey Okuda in this draft. It's C.J. Henderson from Florida. The best man coverage corner in this draft. He's got great athleticism and great speed. Obviously, he's got to get better from a technical standpoint a little bit. Loses his receiver sometimes um, when he's mirroring him. But the best man coverage corner in this draft. And I think there might be a possibility that C.J. Henderson is taken before Jeffrey Okuda. Most people don't want to believe that, but I'm just floating that out there. How about, uh, yeah, in my uh, my most overrated guy, I'll give you that honor, Ed, because I've got the same player, by the way, as you. I mean, I'm going to go with Jalen Johnson from Utah. Is that who you're Yeah, I also is? went with Jalen Johnson. Explain. Yeah, I mean... Um... I just don't like the soft coverage that he played. I didn't think he really fit into that scheme well. I mean, if you're going to play in like a soft coverage scheme, you got to have good awareness. He didn't really show that. Um, you know, I, 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 then I have questions. I haven't seen it on as a man cover corner. Um, you know, this guy, this guy is, uh, you know, talked about as, you know, day one or day two guy. I don't see it. Yeah, also Jalen Johnson for me. I just, in that injury that he had surgery on after the combine, it's a problem for me as well. He's going to be ready, I guess, in the summer, but he's behind a little bit, uh, all those things. That that kind of puts a damper on it as well. How about your most underrated corner in this draft, Ed? Well, I'm going to go full homer on here. 
And I'm going to go with Dane Jackson from Pittsburgh. Uh, good cover guy, good ball skills. Liked him at the Senior Bowl. Um, Dane Jackson from Pittsburgh, most underrated. All right, we'll find out if there's Jackson Island in a couple of years. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> with uh, Amik Robertson, uh, the Louisiana Tech corner. I think he's going to be a, a nickel corner at the next level just because of his size. He's only 5'8". He's going to be a nickel slot guy. But I just I love his ball skills. I, I love his instincts. This guy is always around the ball, and he's a very good tackler as well. Very fiery and physical player. I love guys that are not 6 feet, 6'1", but play like they are. And this guy's got a chip on his shoulder. I love Amik Robertson, a guy that I think is, is undervalued in this draft. Last position, Ed, safeties. Who's your number one safety on the board? Well, I'm going to stick with a guy I've liked for a couple of years, and I know I know he's fallen in some people's graces, but I still like Grant Delpit from LSU. Um, you know, I just I think he tackles, I think he plays great run defense, I think he, he can cover in the slot, great instincts, um, good tackling technique, great ranges of safety. I, I, I still really like Grant Delpit, and I'm going to stick with him as my number yeah, one. Yeah, I'm also sticking with Grant Delpit. You know, there was a guy, Derwin James, a couple of years ago that fell to number seven, 17, and the Chargers got a steal. I think the same thing is going to happen with Grant Delpit. He's just going to fall a little bit further, end of the first round or early second round. But this guy's the complete package. He's as far as instincts and range, his speed and athleticism. He's almost like a wide receiver out there when he attacks that ball at the highest point. He's got to clean up those missed tackles. He's got to become a more sound tackler in the open field. I'm not going to say he's the most complete safety just because. I saw it when he was a sophomore. I saw the same thing as a junior. He played with an injury at LSU the last year and might have been a little bit of a problem. He was protecting himself, but he's got to become a better tackler uh, at the NFL level. I I think that's something that can't be coached uh, by a good secondaries coach. How about the most overrated safety in this draft? Well, I I have to go with this guy, Xavier McKinney. Um, You know, I just, I just, I, I just, I think I think he played out of position at Alabama. You know, he's an average tackler. I don't think he was much of a playmaker against the run. Um, I just, you know, I think you put him as a free safety, but I, I just, I don't see the hype in Xavier McKinney from Alabama. I'm going to go with Ashton Davis from Cal. I, look, he's got good size, good speed, great speed, actually. Uh, makes good plays on the ball. He's got good ball skills, but I think he's a bit soft. He's not as physical as I would like him to be. He misses tackles and coverage. I'm not a big fan of Ashton Davis. Haven't been able to watch him, obviously. He missed the senior bowl because of an injury, the combine. Um, Not a big fan of Ashton Davis. I was in the beginning of this process in the offseason, and then I just had a a chance to watch a couple more of his games. Kind of went down for me a little bit, and uh, I just don't see the hype. How about we close it off, Ed? Most underrated safety in this draft, according to to Ed Hunt. Mine is uh, Jalen Elliott from uh, from Notre Dame. Um, good open field tackler, good instincts, good run defender, plays with some physicality, and he played the deep safety in uh, Notre Dame system. So take Jalen Elliott as your free safety. I'm going to go with Antoine Winfield Jr. Durability concerns are... There are a lot of durability concerns with him. He missed the 2017 season, 2018 year, but he put together a huge redshirt sophomore year. This guy is a playmaker. Great ball skills. I love his instincts. I like his range. Not the biggest guy out there, but I just think he could be that Tyron Matthew, Earl Thomas type of player. I'm getting old, Ed. I watched his daddy play in college. Forget about the (laughs) NFL. I mean, I just I watched him play in Buffalo. I watched him play in Minnesota, and I think Antoine Winfield Jr. definitely has has adapted some of those strong points that his dad had when he played in the NFL. So I think there's a lot of potential here. So we ran through the list of best, most overrated, most underrated players. Now we're going to get to some questions, and the first question that we have is I pose this question to you, Ed: Which team? is most likely to trade up in the first round. You know, I, I, I've been speculating this for a long time, and I think the Chargers will trade up to number three with the Lions, and I think they're going to take Justin Herbert. 
Tua Tungviola is just too much of an injury risk at this point. With this whole coronavirus and not being able to do medical retracks, go with the safe pick. Go with Justin Herbert. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think he'll stay on the West Coast. You know, we've heard it for so long uh, about the Miami Dolphins, Ed. The Miami Dolphins, that, that rumor has been out there that they're targeting a quarterback. And obviously the Lions are sitting pretty at number three, and they've said, hey, we're open for business. I think the Dolphins trade up to number three, and they're going to take two. And that's, that's my difference. You said the Chargers. I'll take the Dolphins here. I also think that the Denver Broncos, the Denver Broncos and John Elway, I think they want to be... They want to be aggressive in this draft, and they want to move up from number 15 into the top 10 to possibly select a guy like Jerry Judy uh, from Alabama. They have Cortland Sutton. They need that deep threat, a guy that can stretch the field, and Jerry Judy can do that from the slot. So watch out for the Denver Broncos as well to, to make a move. Okay, so we'll go on to uh, the next question, which is which team is most likely to trade down in the first round? Well, I think the Lions are the obvious choice, Ed. Just based on the last question, you and I both feel that whether it's going to be the Chargers or uh, the Dolphins that trade up, it's going to be the Detroit Lions. That's too easy for me, Ed. So I'm going to take the Browns. There's a lot of talk about the Browns wanting to move down. I'm not sure why they're going to do this, but I guess they assume that they're not going to have a pick of their preferred left tackle on the board at number 10. And it seems like all those statistics, all those guys that they have in that front office are telling them it's it's too good of a deal to pass up. Like they, they used to pass on those quarterbacks all the time, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson. And they might do the same with the left tackle in this draft. So the analytics department is telling them to trade down. I'm buying that talk. I, I think the Cleveland Browns are one of those teams that is looking to move down. All right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to go. I, I mean, I kind of already said this, but I think the Lions like Jeff Okuda. And uh, I think they're drinking the Kool-Aid, as Alex Kavtov would say. Um, I, I think they're going to trade down. I think they want Jeff Okuda. They go to number six. They get the number six pick. They pick up an extra pick and they from the Chargers, and I think they get Jeff Okuda to be their next corner. Ed, who is the least likely player to live up to the combine hype? You know, I kind of get annoyed with this hype around Chase Claypool. Um, he may be fast, but he's not getting separation on tape, and I think he's only an average rut runner. Um he also gets jammed easily at the line of scrimmage. So you know what? You can be you can be as great of a combine warrior as you can, but if you can't get off the line of scrimmage, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how fast you are. I agree with you, Ed. It's that's the name that I have here, Chase Claypool. The the guy had a great combine. It's you can compare his combine to what Calvin Johnson did you know, ten years ago. Chase Claypool was great. Kind of like the same combine that his teammate had last year, Miles Boykin. He had the size. He had the speed. He's buried right now on, on the Ravens' depth chart. And I just think Chase Claypool should move to tight end. He could be like a Darren Waller type of player at tight end. He could be a mismatch for linebackers and safeties with his speed and his ability to run routes. I just don't see him as a wide receiver that's going to make plays out there. All right. Um, Alex, who is your most overrated player in this draft? I thought about this, and I just started looking at my board, guys that are projected to go high. And I wanted to go with the most hyped player in this draft, I guess the, the highest-rated player. I'm going to go with LSU edge defender Caleb on Chason. Again, I just, he just reminds me so much of Barcavius Mingo. And by the way, they both went to LSU. We'll see if Chason will be able to prove me wrong, but I just... I see a lot of similarities here. Like I said, a top 15, top 20 player, too rich for me. He's my most overrated player in this draft. My most overrated, you know, I, I just, I feel like we always feel like we have to put an Alabama guy in the first two rounds. And I just don't think Xavier McKinney deserves it. Um, I don't think he's a great tackler. I've said it before. It doesn't do much for me against the run. Should should have done more as a strong safety, but he, he, is, he is more of a free safety, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna say Xavier McKinney Jr. Uh, Alabama safety is my most overrated player. We're getting to some very interesting questions here on the board, Ed. And uh, the next question is, who is your most underrated player in this draft? 
you know, I, I've kind of talked about this guy before, and um, I just I just think Joe Batchy. I mean, you know, just he's 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 kind of my guy. I mean, just the way he contained Jonathan Taylor, you know, against Wisconsin. I think he's a great run stopper. Um, you need those guys in the middle to stop the run. Um, Joe Batchy from Michigan State. He's my guy. I'm gonna go with Michael Pittman Jr. Look, this is a wide receivers class. It's really deep. You know, obviously we like to talk about those first-round wide receivers, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, even Denzel Mims. But Michael Pittman Jr. could have a better career than half of those guys that I already listed. If he goes to the right team, I already mentioned, he runs really good routes for a big guy. He's physical. He tracks the ball well. He doesn't drop passes. His father played in the league for John Gruden with the Bucks. They won a Super Bowl. His father played running back. Well, Michael Pittman Jr. certainly is bigger than his dad. His dad was about 5'10". Michael Pittman Jr. is like 6'4", 220. A great, a great wide receiver, and I think he's being underrated by a lot of folks out there. All right, so um, next question is, is uh, least likely to fall out of your top five? Well, of the top five. Well, Joe Burrow is too easy, so I'm going to take the next guy. I'm going to go with Chase Young. Look, the Washington Redskins are going to take this guy. They they want to make him his. They want to make him the cornerstone player of their defense. And when you look at the personnel that they have, you know Ron Rivera is a head coach, a defensive guy, and then you've got Jack Del Rio, who's defensive coordinator of the Denver Broncos when they had Von Miller. He was a head coach with the Raiders when they had Khalil Mack. You kind of connect the dots and you realize that Chase Young is going to be their pick at number two. I'm talking about the Washington Redskins. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Chase Young, but I'm going to build on that. Um, I just think with Joe Burrow, I mean, there's a chance. I've heard it before. I don't know if it's going to happen, but there's a chance with Joe Burrow as he pulls an Eli Manning and says, I don't want to go to the Cincinnati Bengals. I want to go to a better team with a better franchise. And, you know, maybe that's how he gets out of the top five. But a guy like Chase Young, I think he's going to stay put. I think he's going to he's going to get picked where he gets picked, and I think he's the number two pick in the draft. So I'm going to go with Chase Young. I think Joe Burrow is too much of a class act to, to do something like that. Can you imagine, like, LeBron James when he was coming out and he was he would say, like, Cleveland Cavaliers don't draft me at number one. I mean, that would have been like an uproar. You know, a guy, a local kid saying that. And obviously Joe Burrow is also an Ohio guy. He's like three hours away from Paul Brown Stadium. I mean, that would cause an uproar. I don't think his family or him want to get off on the wrong foot like that. I don't think they want to put like a... I don't think they want to pull off an Eli Manning or a John Elway type of thing that I don't want to play for this franchise. I would actually command them for for going there and turning the Bengals franchise around. That would be that would be amazing, Ed. You always want to root for those teams that just were at the bottom and all of a sudden they just rise up and and become the next dynasty. It might start with that pick of Joe Burrow. So that should be interesting out there. All right, next question, Ed, and we're going with three players here. Three players. Uh, most likely to be considered a steal in the next three years. Okay, I'm going to go with number one. I'm going to go with Neville Clark, uh, cornerback from UCF. Just all-around good corner, um, falling under the radar. Number two, I'm going to go with Jeff Thomas from Miami. Uh, speedy slot guy. He wasn't getting the ball at Miami. Didn't come from a good offense, but I think he could be a good pro. And the third is uh, Dante Olson, inside linebacker from Montana, falling under the radar because he played in Montana, but I think he could be a good contain middle linebacker, put him in the middle, Dante Olson. So Dante Olson, Jeff Thomas, and Neville Clark. All right, good list, good list. I went with a couple of players that are a little more high profile. Um, maybe some people will say, hey, they're not steals, but I just feel like steals where they're going to get drafted. So my first guy is the one that I've already talked about. Grant Delpit, safety from LSU. I think this guy is going to fall on draft day. And I just feel like if you're going to get this player at the end of the first round or early second round, you might be getting top five, top 10 player in this draft. I still have him as a top 10 player on my board. And I just feel like people are sleeping on him, to be honest with you. People are like saying, he can't tackle. That's it. I'm not going to take him. But this is a passing league. You need to do great things as in pass coverage. 
He can line up against the slot. He can play the deep high safety. He's got great range. He's got instincts. He's got ball skills. He's got speed. What more do you want? I just feel like so many players are going to get drafted ahead of Grand Delpit. And then the rest of the folks in a couple of years are going to be scratching their head and saying, hey, we missed on, on the next Sean Taylor or the next Earl Thomas. My next guy is James Prochet. I had to go with another wide receiver. Uh, he's from SMU. He's a slot guy. He's got the best hands in this draft. I think he's gotten better as a route runner. He's more quick than fast. Makes a lot of contested catches in traffic. I hope he goes to the right team, but this guy could be like an 80-plus type pass catcher in the right offense. I think James Prochet is another guy that's being slept on. He's going to go in the fifth, sixth round, but I would love to have him there on my team. And I'm going to go with your boy, Ed, Matt Pert. I just think that when we're talking about the top offensive tackles in this draft, Matt Pert is not being mentioned there. This guy is going to be drafted somewhere on in the third round, maybe even the fourth round. Whether he's a right tackle or an offensive guard, I guess it doesn't matter because this guy is going to play for the next 10 to 12 years. He's that good, and that's why I consider him a steal because I think he's going to outplay a lot of the tackles that are going to be chosen ahead of him. So those are my three guys. All right. Uh, who's your small school gem? I'm going to go with Derek Tuska, uh, the edge rusher. He's a defensive end slash outside linebacker from North Dakota State. Uh, he was a defensive player of the year, his senior year out of that conference. He's a winner, man. I mean, North Dakota State always wins the national championship at the FCS level, and Derek Tuska is a guy that specializes at getting after the quarterback. He could be that Matt Judon type of player uh, for the Ravens, uh, the guy that could develop in a year or two. He's a good edge rusher, a 3-4 outside linebacker that can bend the edge and get to the quarterback, and those guys are valued. I think there's going to be a lot of value for him, like on the fourth or fifth round. I like Derek Tuska from North Dakota State. All right, my guy is Antonio Gandy Golden. Uh, I, tall guy, big guy. You know, showed some things at the Senior Bowl. Showed he can play with the big boys at the Senior Bowl. I think this is actually a safe pick for me. Um, I'm gonna go Antonio Gandy Golden, Liberty University. <laughs> yeah, uh, wide I'm receiver. glad that so uh, Antonio. Yeah, I'm glad that you went with Antonio Gandy Golden. Good pick. You know that that's should have been my pick because I still like him. He's a good player. I, I like that you're on his bandwagon. Ed. All right, so um, let's go to the next question. Uh, who is the least likely to live up to expectations in three years? I have to go with another player that I haven't mentioned yet. So I'm going to go with Jordan Love, the quarterback from Utah State. I just think that he's being overrated in this draft. People keep saying that, look back to his sophomore year, don't look at his junior year. Well, I did. And you know what? I saw a lot of similarities. He might have not had those interception numbers, but he still made risky decisions. Um, I didn't see good decision-making on film. I still saw a player that was staring his receivers down. Uh, he doesn't work through his progressions. He's a risk taker. I remember Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold coming out of the draft, and they also had high interception numbers in their last year. I just feel like Jordan Love is that type of player. He's a high-risk type of upside player, but I don't think you're going to get that. I just think you're going to get a, a turnover machine, and especially where he's being talked about. He's being talked about as a first-round pick, and that's just too rich for me. I hope he goes to the Saints. I hope he goes to the Packers, teams that can sit him for a couple of years and let him develop. But if he goes to a team that's starving for a starting quarterback, maybe like the Jaguars or something like that, and say he beats out Gardner Minshew, I just think Jordan Love is in for for a wild ride out there. I know a lot of people are singing his praises, and they're like, man, he's Patrick Mahomes. Stop that. He's no Patrick Mahomes, all right? I scouted Patrick Mahomes. He was different than Jordan Love. He just has that same effortless throwing motion. That's about it. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely Jordan Love for me, Ed. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on your guy, uh, Jordan Matabuke. Um, I just I, I don't see it on tape. I don't see it against the run. I don't see it against the pass. Um, I just I, I I just don't see I just don't see how he he could live up to expectations. Probably gonna be you know top 100 pick. I don't think he's gonna. That's do what it. makes this show great. Ed and I can 
can banter back and forth and argue. And we'll find out in a couple of years whether, you know, Madobuke is, is going to turn out to be great or maybe Jordan Love is going to be the, the next hot thing at quarterback. All right, Ed, most likely to be considered the best player in this draft in three years. Well, I'm going to continue my love affair with Justin Herbert. Um, I just think I just think he's got the all-around game. He's shown it for three or four years at uh, Oregon, and I think I think he's uh, I think he's the it factor. I think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. He's probably, I mean, other than Joe Burrow, he's probably the best quarterback I've scouted in the last three years. It's interesting that you go with the most likely to be considered the best player in the three years. You say Justin Herbert, but you didn't pick him as your best quarterback over Joe Burrow. Yeah, I just, I just, the, the concern with Joe Burrow is, is that, you know, if he goes to Cincinnati and they don't draft an offensive line, all of a sudden he doesn't look very good. That's, that's why I picked Justin Herbert. Understand, understand. I'm gonna go with Joe Burrow. I just think this is one of those picks, uh, one of those quarterbacks that could change that Cincinnati Bengals culture around. I think if the Bengals surround him with a good offensive line, a couple of more wide receivers to go along with AJ Green and and Jonah Williams. I think they're going to be able to do some great things. So I'm a believer. I'm drinking the Joe Burrow Kool-Aid because him and Joe Brady were able to revolutionize LSU's offense. And I just think Joe, Joe Burrow can do the same with the Cincinnati Bengals. He can turn that franchise around in a couple of years. I think he's the best player in this draft, and that's the reason why I have him as the num- number one player on my board. How about the first player from this draft class to make a Pro Bowl? Who is it going to be? I think Chase Young does it. I think he's had a great dominant year as a senior. I think he improves on his on his college senior year as a rookie in the NFL, and I think he gets I think he gets uh, maybe eight sacks, and I think he's a Pro Bowl. Yeah, Nick Bosa was named as the defensive rookie of the year last year. I think Chase Young continues that tradition, and I think Chase Young will will be that player. He's he's a guy that's consistently going to get like ten or twelve sacks a season, if not more. But I think that's his floor out there. All right, Ed. If I had the first pick in the draft, I would take. And obviously, if you were the Bengals, if I had the first pick in the draft, I would take. Who would it be? Joe. I mean, we've said this name before, Joe Burrow. I mean, we've said why. I think. I think you gotta. Do, if you're the Bengals, you gotta take Joe Burrow. But I just think the next thing you gotta do if you're the Cincinnati Bengals is you gotta draft an offensive line. Maybe trade back into the first round. Get a get a guy. Get a you know get like an Ezra Cleveland or something. You know, just get somebody who can protect you because frankly, the guys you have are not gonna protect Joe Burrow. Yeah, you you gotta go with Joe Burrow. He is. If I had the first pick in the draft, I would take Joe Burrow. I just I'm drinking the Kool Aid and. Uh, I, I don't want to doubt this guy because this guy has the moxie. He has that it factor that the great ones have. But you still have to surround him with good players. Still have to have a good defense and a good offensive line and, and good wide receivers in order for him to succeed. He can't do it alone. I mean, we've seen very good quarterback prospects come into the league. They weren't surrounded with very good players. They didn't have the culture. And it was a struggle for them. And I hope it doesn't happen to Joe Burrow this year. Thank you for listening to Blitzcast. We'll come back in a couple of days.